it going, everybody? I'm Kalen. I'm here with Kagan. Here with Jay. Kagan, what you laughing about over there, buddy? Uh, yeah, I'll okay. just continue. <laughs> Welcome to Manual Breathing. You're blinking automatically. Probably not anymore. Now you're probably blinking manually. Let them know. Your tongue putting okay in your mouth? Probably not anymore. Are you breathing manually? Because you should definitely stop because the coronavirus. Oh, <laughs> topical. Um, and while we're talking about manual breathing, welcome to manual breathing. So we were talking a little bit about coronavirus. I'm sure everybody listening isn't completely overwhelmed by what's the news. What's that, Caleb? Oh, what's coronavirus? Oh, well, I'm way too ignorant to properly say. Uh... Wow. Just getting your gun ready. Just complete <laughs> professional. You continue, Taylor. You know, you know what really sucks are Dr. Pepper uh, nose burps. Yeah? Man, those really get up there. Not yeah. that I'm drinking Dr. Pepper. All those spices, oh. just all up in there, dude. Dude, all 23 flavors? Yeah. They okay. should come out with a Dr. Pepper with 24 flavors. What I'm saying is, is that I don't, I find it really weird that people wouldn't like Dr. Pepper. Because there's 23 flavors. You specifically can't name 23 flavors. Whoever you are right now, name 23. You can't. Strawberry. Grape. You really want to do this for two full cinnamon. minutes? Cinnamon. So that you can't name them? Nutmeg. If you if you say you don't like Dr. Pepper, you're a liar because you like one of those 23 flavors, alright? This That's just facts. Yeah. Maybe just somebody who doesn't regularly consume soda and you're just like, soda's bad now. Those people don't exist. Do you like I, diet? No. So, for those of you guys who don't, don't know, um, Kagan drinks soda. He's a, he's, a very, he's a very healthy man. He's a very lean man. He's a good-looking man. Disagree. Healthy is a bad uh, term. His yeah. soda habit is ridiculous. I mean... His sugar intake blows my mind. If it on the Welcome earth. to the Shame Kagan's <laughs> Diet if, podcast. If, he, if, if the amount of soda he drank was all alcohol, we'd be having an intervention right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but because <laughs> it's soda, Kagan, keep living your best life, buddy. Yeah, yeah, good times. <laughs> um, well, I guess uh, I, we totally shifted away from the coronavirus. I guess just stay safe out there. I don't want there to be a bunch of fear. I'm very ignorant on it, too. Yeah. But I also know that... It's not killing very many people in their 20s and 30s. You want a, you want a real stat that'll probably scare a lot of people? Yeah, sure. Apparently 40 to 70% of the global population is supposed to be infected by next year if it continues to progress at this rate. Yeah, and then guess what? 40 to 70% of people, or sorry, let me adjust, 35 to 65% of people will have then lived through the virus and been like, oh, I remember that one well, time that's I five percent you just said will die. Five percent. That's of the it. That's horrible, that's man. That's a two percent that has died currently. I think we well we watched uh we all in the words I of, watched. Yeah. A John Oliver thing. I was thing. just gonna bring up the John Oliver bit. I saw him. And he, he said uh, the current statistic is like two percent. Yeah. Yeah, two percent dying of it. Yeah. Which awful. also he had a whole bit talking about how yeah, Kagan, 2% is a lot of freaking people. It's a lot of people. So, a lot of people die from the flu. Are we going to be scared about the flu now, too? Yeah. 2%, man. Yeah, we should definitely be afraid of the flu. It's <laughs> Go flu- get your flu shots. I don't... I've never had a flu shot. Drink your milk. Tre- you're also not somebody terminally ill. Not terminally ill. Somebody with pre-existing conditions or the elderly. And I just feel like we shouldn't be like, sometimes they'll die. 
Sometimes people die. We don't we don't stop driving cars because it kills a lot of people our age. Mm, but what if you're just somebody you could just like you know go shake hands with elderly people, and no, you're just killing them when you do that. I don't mess. I don't really. I'm not really around a lot of old people. How many old people are you around? I'm just saying it's too much power for one man. I'm just saying that a lot of people are scared that shouldn't be scared. And I say this because I was trying to help a man and his like two year old son find. Hand sanitizer, simple yeah. hand sanitizer at the store I work at, and I there was none in the store, like zero was in the store, and that's insane. <laughs> I can All just these people that are twenty something years old are freaking out, like, oh, I better get hand sanitizer to protect myself, and now this two year old is who has a weak immune system and is susceptible is in trouble because you decided to be insane. I think the analogy that John Oliver used at the end of his bit was. Mm-hmm. The best, I can't remember what he said on the positive end. He said something like, oh, you sh- you definitely shouldn't be out there just being like, it's okay. No, and I just know. licking poles on like public transportation he said, uh, or something like he that. Said, he said, don't, if you, if, he's like, there's two extremes. Uh, if you are gargling bleach, because uh, that was one of the, that was yeah. one of the, I was on the news. They said that certain people are like suggesting to gargle bleach that will kill the coronavirus. Totally just trying to mess with people who are afraid. And if you're doing that, you're a bad person. But don't gargle. If you're gargling bleach or you're licking poles on public transportation, you're on the wrong side of the spectrum. Find a nice in-between. Find a nice in-between of fear and not freaking the hell out. What I think is hilarious, I'm just trying to imagine you and that father and son like like sprinting down uh, (laughs) the aisles and like you get there and it's like they're you're like sir there's no hand sanitizer and then the kid just like looks up at his dad and he's like daddy am i gonna die and he like gets he does that that dad thing where he gets on like one knee and he's like son listen to me we're gonna get through this okay by getting bleach and you're gonna go home and you're gonna gargle it like the good son you are i want to tell you jay mimed that whole thing and it was so yeah. funny <laughs> We should uh, plug our handles. Our uh, well, our Twitter handle is at Manual Podcast. How we secured that, I have no idea. <laughs> and then our, you can email us at Manual Breathing Pod. Have we checked our email since we've made that? I think I've checked it a few times. Maybe. Uh, either way, Caleb <laughs> will answer any question you have. Literally, message him anything, and he'll any answer question. anything. And or we'll bring it up on the podcast. Give me Who your knows? physics homework. I got you. Yeah, do it. And then also we have a Instagram, also at Manual Breathing Pod. You can see me Photoshop oh. Bigfoot into Jay's chest hair. Oh yeah, check out that new post. Um, totally revealing. Totally <laughs> left me vulnerable. Lewd images of us on the Instagram. Uh, check it out. Well, okay. Well, just to clear, the Instagram is Manual Breathing Pod, and then uh, the Twitter is Manual Podcast. Okay. Yeah, they're different. Yeah. Okay. I can start with my story, if okay. you guys All are right. cool with that. Yeah. Uh, so, totally using my friend for content, but he approved it. He said it was okay. Oh, you asked permission? For yeah, of course, oh. because it is deeply personal stuff. Uh, this is the story of my friend's identity getting stolen. My <laughs> buddy uh, got his identity stolen by his father. Even so the thing is... No, Luke. I, I am... Luke. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it doesn't say Luke. Uh, oh, 
I get it. A little bit of backstory. Um, I come from a casino town. It's right on the border of Nevada, and there are a lot of casinos in Nevada, a lot of gambling going on in my hometown. This friend's dad became a pretty consistent gambler over the years, from what I understand. And his, uh, yes. Consistently good? Oh, damn. So he had to take out a lot of loans to feed what inevitably became a gambling addiction. He was taking out these loans from friends and eventually from banks, and it piled up very quickly. And he was reaching this, I think it happened over the course of years, uh, from what my friend was saying about it. But eventually, it got to the point where he wasn't able to get any more loans out under his name. Or maybe he just decided to be a bad person, but... What he did was took out a $20,000 loan in his son's oh, name. No. His son had that good of credit? I knew that was no joke. That was my initial reaction. <laughs> I was like, dude, this really sucks. But like, what's your credit well, score? Yeah, I was like, what? give me some tips. Yeah, like, seriously? oh my God, you're sitting at like an 850 or something? That's amazing. Yeah, I know. Like, it really made me question, like, can I just go out and get a $20,000 loan? But this is really bad for my buddy because he's a financial advisor. Oh, that's taking out a $20,000 loan when you don't need one isn't really the best look, especially when there's like legal handlings around it and just discussions like that. I would financially advise against that. So, <laughs> where's Jay's degree? taking out 20,000? <laughs> Jay, get your business degree, man. Get that right now. Uh,. So what would you guys, like, advise my buddy do in this situation? Like, confront his dad, right? Uh, I mean, can't you do something legally? Like, be like, hey, that's not me that okay. requested that. I see, I, I see what you're getting at. But, I mean, let's say, let's say like, you, you know, you love your dad. And, and it, I mean, I don't know if you'd understand. Like, I don't know if he grew up kind of getting this kind of behavior from his dad. Yeah. Like, like, maybe it wouldn't surprise him to see his dad do that as much as it would surprise my dad to be like, hey, I just took out... 20 yeah. grand in your name. Hey, by the way, you're allowed to take out 20 grand in your name. Yeah. <laughs> well, not anymore, obviously. They were like, <laughs> I've never heard of my friend talking about his dad in like some extremely positive light or something like that. But never is something to make him assume something like this would happen. Yeah. So obviously the reaction is, oh, I'm going to confront my dad. Until your dad sneaks out of the bathroom window and runs off. Wait, so he was uh, like, dad, I need to talk to you. And his dad was like, yeah, 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 sure, I just... Gotta, gotta take, gotta take a leak real quick. Be right back. <laughs> gotta make the trip to Walmart real quick. Be right back. <laughs> his date with his dad went horribly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it didn't happen during that. I, I think it happened when him and his mom were alone at home. But his dad ran off and fled the state. Uh, and they were trying to track him at this point. And it kind of began... I think my friend almost got too much of a kick out of, like, the, the like, uh cat and mouse game that came of this like you know like chasing somebody down like gets you that adrenaline running and whatnot i think he was enjoying like a kick out of it uh because he was just like tracking where bank like uh banking fees were coming from but my friend uh found out that he was staying in california in a hotel and they figured that they would like drive out there to talk to him one-on-one they didn't want to bring the cops into this unless they had to he ended up managing to sneak away from their hotel after they called the cops and the cops checked the hotel room and he wasn't there. 
uh, there was a pack of cigarettes which confused my friend because his dad hadn't smoked in like a decade or something like that. I think. As far as he knew. I mean, he's under yeah. a lot of stress currently, you know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, frankly, I would be okay with him taking out cig- cigarettes instead of uh, taking out another $20,000 loan. Uh, so he fled the country to India. The dad fled the country to India. What? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what made him pick India? Because he's from India originally. Oh, there are uh, immigrants. Uh, so he fled back to India and is living with his mom, my friend's grandma, in India now. Like right now? And like, uh, apparently, yeah, yeah, right now, as we speak. Uh, and apparently, like, my buddy, he's been taken into the courts. He's getting, like, the fees reversed and everything like that, so he doesn't have to pay off the loan because it's completely just fraud. Okay. Uh, so it should end with a positive story on that end. But just, like, the scumminess of this side of the family, from what I understand, they were just kind of like, listen, just drop it. Just drop it? Just forget about it. Like, his his dad side of the family was just trying to get in. And, like, they, they have money on the dad side of the family. They were giving the dad loans up to a certain point. But they cut him off after, like, only so much. I don't know the numbers on that. But apparently his dad side of the family was just trying to tell my buddy, drop it. And my buddy was saying... Oh, well, like, are you going to help pay for, pay it off then? Are you guys going to pay it off for me? And they were just kind of like, I, sure, just, uh, just drop it though. Just drop, trying to chase after the dad. So it was like, they were, they weren't giving him like a decisive answer. Yeah. Just completely avoiding the question. Yeah. Like we'll figure, we'll figure exactly. I think that it was something like that. We'll we'll figure figure out that you need to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't think. Even if he filed charges for, like, the arrest of his dad, which I'm pretty sure he would be arrested if he re-entered the United States now because he committed fraud. They would have, uh, they probably would have arrested him in a state and given him back to Arizona. But in a different country, they're not, they don't care. Yeah, they can't. They don't care enough. Yeah. So, that sucks. This dude's just gonna keep living his life back in India. Uh, Abandoned a wife, too, which is super scummy. How many people in the family? Uh, three of them. Three of them. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Luckily, both co- both high school graduates at this point. Uh, both of them are. One of them is in college. One of them's graduated. Uh, has a great job and whatnot. But it's good. just so scummy. <laughs> That's whole, I I, can't, I just can't imagine like a family member doing that. Right. Me, you know. I mean, uh, people. Even one you're like not too close with, you still can't imagine them pulling something like that. I feel bad that I'm missing some of the details in this story because it is my friend's life, like a life experience on his part. But I think that it might have come down to some of his dad's like business failings were occurring too. And that's why he got into gambling to try and like kind of make up for that. And that's where it kind of spiraled from. But like my, my friend's got a decent job. He could have helped in some way and his dad never asked him to help. Instead, it sounds like he let his pride get the best of him. Well, he ended up going down with that <laughs> instead. Yeah. Which pride is way less prideful action to just, you know, abandon your family and flee to a foreign nation out of a bathroom window. Uh... <laughs> well, it reminds me when I went to uh, Las Vegas for my 21st birthday. Yeah. And I, I, you know, obviously I had never gambled before. I wasn't able to. Uh, and this is the, the first weekend where they were there for an entire weekend, my whole family. And I think, I don't know, man, I just feel like Vegas kind of does this to you. I feel like they just want you to come back yeah. forever. Because I won like 240 bucks 
and and over the course of two two nights, maybe not maybe not a lot. I wasn't like, you know, throwing down like bands or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I was just playing some modishly like, couple twenties here. It's easy to lose it. Oh, I won two hundred and forty, and I felt good. Actually, I'm a winner, uh, and I lost nothing, Caleb. You dunce. Easy to lose it. Well, apparently not. I, got I tried. Maybe his dad, your buddy's dad, should just be better. <laughs> that is true. Well, the, the day we left, we checked out of the hotel. I'm all like hungover and like just just thoroughly chewed up by Vegas. You know, yeah. I, I did my time there, and I'm like, all right, let me let me just play for some gas money. And, you know, this is the last hand before I leave, and I throw down... $240. <laughs> I played three hands and lost 60 bucks just like that. Oh. <laughs> and I, like, I just kind of, like, looked at Vegas as a whole, and I was like, this is really how you're going to let me leave. <laughs> this is really how you're going to spit me out. Apparently you don't want me to come. <laughs> oh, but I will. <laughs> so, yeah, my whole family, they come from this casino town... And my dad, I asked him recently, like, do you ever feel bad working in a, like, business that kind of, you know, can ruin people's lives? And a lot of people, you know, shirk that responsibility onto the person themselves is like, you know, you got to take personal responsibility, stop yourself from gambling so much. But at the same time, my dad's like, yeah, it, it does suck sometimes because, like, people get affected by it that aren't even doing anything wrong. Like, you had, uh... A guy recently quit there, and he's like, I'm going to go start my own business. And he, first off, he already knows he has three kids and a wife. Uh, his wife quit the place, too, apparently. And they're just dropping, like, thousands at the bar, like, on uh, gambling at, like, slots and whatnot. And they're just losing bank, and my dad's just like, I want to cut these people off. And he eventually did after a certain point, but that's after, like, thousands. You can't just go, like, oh, you can't spend $400 here. as yeah. his job. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it sucks. You see people's lives get ruined, and you just got to stand there and watch them. I've heard stories of people, like, staying there for days. My, my brother actually used to work at a, at a casino, for, but as, like, an art director. So yeah. he was separate from the actual gambling part. He was there creating, like, the signs uh, yeah. that, would, that the casino would use. And he would... He would Tell me stories of like him walking in for a shift. There'd be a guy sitting at the table. He'd leave for a shift. That guy would be there at the table. Yeah, He'd come back the next bad. morning and that guy would be there oh at the table. Oh my gosh. Like the best thing you can see there at those casinos growing up was seeing like some old people there. Because at least they're done with their lives. Like they're just sitting there waiting to die. I'm not joking. Like these people sit there waiting to die. Just killing their retirement funds every day. Okay, but so... But the young people, It's like, fine to go to a casino and die, but when I say... Coronavirus, coronavirus should kill people. people. Then you're like, oh, well, I mean, you know, people are still people. One's a little more voluntary than the other. I'm just saying. <laughs> Alright, so that's that enough of me rambling die. about gambling. Sick rhyme. Sick. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. This um, MF's been bars, man. Bars. <laughs> bars. Gambling ran And you just clipped our mic. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I like to see the good in people. His dad did a very bad thing. And if the stars align and they can somehow uh, recoup their relationship or something, or if not, if that's for the better, then, then so be it. You're a good man, Jay. 
You are a good man. But he definitely <laughs> wants to never see this man again in his oh, life. <laughs> he, he hates him now. He's like, what a tool. Stole $20,000 from one of his kids. Yeah. yeah. Is you, the way you're explaining it, though, is like your friend's like, just like casually kicking a can. Like, oh, darn. Oh, darn. $20,000. Yo, this guy's got a good job. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he advises people's financials. It's a great mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Great job for somebody who's Gets their identity stolen. Why would you trust that? No. About <laughs> to make him lose his job. Call, you're going to call from him. It's like, hey, what uh, did you do? Galem, I lost my job. Uh, care to explain? Someone said something about breathing manually. <laughs> Are you still doing that, by the way? Are you still breathing manually? Still breathing manually. Wait a treadmill back. Yeah. Have you purchased HelloFresh? <laughs> no it's good that It's good stuff. that you have <laughs> Good that you haven't, because we're not sponsored by them at all. Welcome back, guys. Uh, so apparently I'm in the minority about In-N-Out. Oh, wait, no. Hot take for the episode. In-N-Out is terrible. In-N-Out sucks. It's not good. In-N-Out's That's great. it. What? That's it? I don't I don't get to, you can't argue No, you can say it's great. Say it's great. It's great. Cut what? it. <laughs> well, now you forced him to say something. <laughs> Jay was about to turn that into a bit, but that's a hot take for that episode right there. <laughs> Jay, if you want to turn it into a bit, you can turn it into a bit. Um. Okay, so my uh, my story. I'd like to divulge a little bit into the immaturity of being a kid. Kids are immature, honestly. Kids I've never seen them, dude. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> so immature. Grow up. Kids suck. <laughs> Um, but growing up, I went to school like everyone else, and yeah, right? and let's not say everyone. Else. First world. Not everybody can get an education, Jay. That is that is Watch your unf- unfortunately true. I do have a educational privilege. Check your privilege, Jay. You should check that at the door. Continue. So okay, my my both my parents they had a similar schedule. They'd leave for work really early, maybe like five forty five. 6 a.m. for work and they'd come and they'd get off and come home through traffic uh 6 p.m. yeah and so obviously those aren't the those aren't quite the hours of school and I was too young to be home by myself so they they used to take me to like a, a, a before and after school program a lot of kids did that it's totally fine I'm not special uh and neither is any Gen Z person there you go stop right? trying to be a special snowflake Hold you <laughs> Privileged <laughs> So, but, you know, that is a part of my life that, that they made the days long. Uh, I would get to my, my before school program like at six in the morning, 545 sometimes. Like they would like, literally my dad would, my, my dad would be taking me to the school to drop me off. And the uh, before school program person like was walking to the door with the keys to unlock. The door. <laughs> like, oh, you're here. just like, take him already. <laughs> I know, right? I'm running late. <laughs> So, obviously, what do, what do you do at a before and after school program? You play games, you Drugs. do activities and things like that. Drugs, probably. Uh, <laughs> you, work your, you work your way up the, the hierarchy. Yeah, they kept daring right? you to do drugs. And so... <laughs> All those horrible teachers at the before school program kept daring 10-year-old me to do drugs. There was a, a teacher in my high school who went, went out and smoked with the kids uh, during his lunch. Listen, he didn't dude, provide every... cigarettes, but... Every high school has that. Like, well, if you're gonna do, that, you're not. He's like, well, if you're gonna do that, you mind if I get a light? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you know, after before and after school programs are very popular, and so there, what do we have? You have other 
you know, older kids kind of watching the younger kids, right? I mean, or, or you have people who are hired. It's just a very basic, like, part-time job, you know, come in, watch yeah. the kids and stuff like that. So we had a couple different staff members. Um, we had the head staff, and then we had the, the, the younger staff that were older to us. It seems, you know, when you're a kid, and by the way, I was about, like, 10, 10 or 11 years old when this happened. Maybe yeah. 12. Maybe 13. Anywhere from 4 to right, right now. 14. 4 to right 15. now. 16, 16, 16, I was right 18. around that age. I was a number. And I think I had some hair. Mm, that's, some all, hair. that's all. By I'll the way, I was just trying to visualize like a young 11-year-old you in my head. I really just can't take the beard off. Really? Yeah, so I just got like this little kid with like your full-on beard. I had it out the womb. He shaves all the time. I know. That's why it's even weirder that I can't unvisualize it right it's now. It's not like uncommon to see Jay without a beard. Which makes me even more mad as somebody who's tried to grow a beard. Uh, <laughs> and he just grows one in like two days. You Every time up, I see him, he has a You gave up too way. early, man. You could have done This it. dude grows a beard in like a few days. I swear I'm to not God. saying he's not impressive. I'm saying you could have done it. It could have been better. You could put Rogan on your... Uh, you know what? I feel like if you could grow a full beard, I feel like it'd be brown for some reason. Yeah, it comes it's out kind of... It comes out... It's yeah. darker than my hair. Yeah. Continue. Um, well, okay, so a bunch of staff and uh, one, of the, one of the staff members, her name was Jocelyn. And, uh, yeah, she was awesome. I mean, look, listen, Sarah, my girlfriend, I was like 10 years old. (laughs) I didn't even know you existed. (laughs) I'm sure I was dreaming of you one day. You were in my dreams. But for right now, there was this, uh, this lady named Jocelyn. She was one of the, uh, and she, she looked, I visualized the face of you that I had yet to see up to this point on this woman the entire time, I swear. Pretty much. I mean, and she's in her 20s. And, you know, when you're, like, 10 years old, like, anyone over 20 is, like, a full-grown... I mean, you are a full-grown adult. We are full-grown adults. But, <laughs> yeah. I don't but, but, but anyone, like, in high school or higher seems like they're pretty much a fully developed person. They got it yeah. all figured out. Yeah, high they have it all kids. figured out. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so this lady, Jocelyn, was amazing. She would play board games with us. She would give us snacks during snack time. She was so uh, enthusiastic, and she was amazing. I loved her, I and I couldn't tell. wait to see her. Yeah. But she had a boyfriend. Oh. And if her this boyfriend? is the story of how you do. broke up this relationship, I'm so excited. <laughs> As a 10-year-old? That's just a yeah. movie. That's incredible. <laughs> I think she got her boyfriend his job there. Because he, he started working because there is no way, by an interview itself, that he would have gotten that job. <laughs> Do I get like the one passively swear word in this podcast? Because he was he was by definition an ass hole. <laughs> this guy sucked. <laughs> anyway, um, no, no, okay. Well, I, I can back that up. I mean, look, I'm sure he was fine to anyone around his age, but he just was kind of like a know it all. I mean, he kind of had uh, this. This he had to prove that he was better than us. Fourth year old kids. <laughs> he had to make sure he was better than us. Fourth and fifth. I got this and mental we image of you guys just like playing basketball with him and just dunking on you guys <laughs> consistently. Any, any board game we play, he was like super strategic about it. <laughs> any outside game, like if we played like dodgeball, like. His throws would, like, hurt. <laughs> like, like, you don't need to throw... Like, like a kid is running, like, maybe, like, one mile an hour. You don't need to, like, throw, like, a 90-mile curveball. Like, <laughs> like, at him. Try to, like, sweep him off under his legs. 
Um, and so he was kind of he was kind of the opposite of Jocelyn in in, in every way. And so I was really uh, upset. I was selfish. I was uh, I was uh, angry. I was angry a little kid, kid, kid. And uh, I said the word wrong. Jeez, man, what a garbage person. <laughs> you know, you can have your privilege back. Because <laughs> it's not much. Frankly, you need it. Um, okay, so the, the, the reason why I mentioned this guy is because there was a particular day that he really showed his true colors. And that day, uh, um, I don't know if I became a man or... or <laughs> You're a simp. Or lost the ability to become a man. You're a simp. This guy, yeah, probably. I was looking for the word for like the last. You had two to look minutes. up the word. Do you I not could not remember. I'm a bad person. <laughs> we literally talked about it last. Time. But yeah, you're a simp. Have you, have you have you guys heard of the the playground game uh, Sharks and Minnows? No. Nope. So in this game, I'll, I'll try to explain it quickly. But in this game, there are a bunch of kids on a line. There are two sides. A bunch of kids on one side, and there's someone in the middle, the shark. All the kids on the line are minnows. And basically, you, uh, I actually have the phrase here. Not that it matters, because I don't think we even said it. Um, but you say, uh, you yell shark attack. And yeah. basically, every time you yell shark attack, the minnows have to run across and try to uh, not get tagged. If you get tagged, uh-huh. you become a shark. Well, okay. And then you help people tag. Sounds like a good time. So, yeah. so you basically, idea of the game, you get from one side to the other without getting tagged. If you become tag, tagged, you become part of a team of taggers that tags the rest. So this guy was so good. You know, whatever. <laughs> he thought he was the best. This guy's like 25 years old and he's playing against a bunch of like 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds. And I mean, uh, he probably is the best. He, 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 he's quite, yeah, I mean, he's like quite he 25 years old. He's probably quite literally the best, the best without even trying. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's a fact. Um, but he was so good that he decided that he, he decided he's like, you know, we we would cry foul. He would tag us so easily. We'd try to get to the other side. It wouldn't matter. Like, it only took him, like, three strides to get from one side to the other and catch us. And so we were like, oh, man, it's not fair. Like, you're too fast or whatever. You're too... Yeah, you're stealing our girl. girl. You're too... You're stealing <laughs> yeah, our go, girl. Go home. No, no one likes you, especially Jocelyn. She doesn't <laughs> like you the most. Yeah. Um, she tells us about it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should break up. <laughs> and so... Uh, during, so what he says is, uh, fine, I'll tell you what. Uh, to make it a more level playing field, I will put my hands behind my back and only use my legs. That's that so much worse. <laughs> I, thought it, I was imagining he was going to say, like, he'll only use his head, and we're just going to start, like, headbutting the hell out I of you guys. I shoulder check, kids. All of them worse than just using your hands. Just be a grown adult and use... Go easier on the children, you monster. He's twice he's twice our size. Yeah, um and so twice your age. And uh twice his intelligent because we were like, Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is what we need. Now we can totally kick your butt. And uh so It was a massacre. Mind you, I wanna <laughs> I wanna preface this by saying, um, he already made like one of my buddies cry, like in weeks. Past. Wow! <laughs> like he, this guy the, my friend my friend of mine, he was a couple grades lower, so I mean, it was more of a uh, superficial kind of friendship, but we were stuck at this thing together, yeah. so we're going to hang out. And um, I guess he, he, came, he like came and like picked him up and tried to like hold him upside down to kind of, you know, kind of a scary, like, but you're safe because I'm 
holding you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it made him cry. Oh, yeah. so that was it. You know, like upside down, and he started crying. Yeah, so that, so that, it's I mean, a very weird thing to do to a ten-year-old. No, it's not even a ten-year-old. You know, I watch a lot of movie reviews, and constantly in movies, they're always putting like these exaggerated scenes with bullies, and like the critics like usually go, "Real people don't act like this," and then you get some person like this in your life, and you're just like, "Oh, you know, maybe those movies had it right." Bring back Bowling Twenty Twenty. Um, no. Okay, so. We're playing, and I'm I'm like the oldest of the bunch. It's it's like me and like people ranging from a grade lower to even up to like three grades lower. So I mean, they it doesn't take much to tag them. I get past him. Yeah, you do. I get past him because I'm a boss. Because that's our boy right there. That's our yeah. freaking boy. I got to the other side, and all my friends got stuck. They started running, and he came up to him. They, they, he like. You know, kind of at a, as a standoff, and then they ran back to the line. They're like, "Oh my god, we can't, get, we still can't get over to the other side." Yeah. Um, so some kids tried, and they, you know, he got him with his feet, kicking him left and right, and stuff like that. But you know, it's fine. We're all kids. I'm really just imagining him like sweeping your feet out from under you with his legs. Yeah, no, it's fine. They're all kids. They can handle being kicked. Yeah, they're all mental. Yeah, they're they're under twenty years old. They can live forever. In this one particular moment. Um, I was stuck on the other side, and all the kids were trying to get across, and they're like, help us. And so I thought I could distract him. And so I snuck up behind him. Yeah. And he has his hands behind his back. And I, in hindsight, I could tell that he could see me out of his periphery. And I was going to come up and try to like get him to chase me one way so that they could run the other way. And so I creep up behind him. And he sees me, and he turns around, and with full force in his knee, pegs me right in the crotch. Are you serious? I'm so mad. I want to find this now 30-something-year-old man and just go, oh. At this point, I am airborne. Oh, my God. I I lifted, like, like, that. this was probably literally... And I, and I don't want to use literally, like, lightly. Yeah. This is, like, literally the closest, I think, uh, a, a real-life person can get to getting knocked out of their socks. Earlier <laughs> 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 yeah, he said, too, he was like, the day I became a man, or maybe the day I realized I couldn't become a man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little bit of foreshadowing. He was just waiting for that beat to drop. <laughs> this guy lifted me with his knee. Yeah. All my weight... And you guys have heard last story time. I was not the lightest of kids. Uh, a lot of weight. A lot of weight on my balls. <laughs> I'm trying to remember correctly. I, I'm sure I lifted and landed on my side. So so imagine just jumping in the air and then landing on your side. Yeah. The side of your body. That's what happened. Bad time. Instantly grabbed, you know, because, um, you know, pain travels 250 miles per hour. And I'm not a very <laughs> tall kid. So that, that stuff was in my brain. You look, like 200, you look like 260 miles to me, Jay. <laughs> but as soon as he hit, I knew I, I messed up. And uh, so I landed on the ground. I was in excruciating pain, grabbing my area to try to make sure it's, like, stays there there's nothing you can do but it helps mentally to like just cover just hold it he he looked at me and and you know obviously he was scared for his career his career he picked me up and brought me into the classroom and then just like laid me on like 
like six desks like <laughs> pushed together to become a table. And then all the other minnows made it. You just You know him. what? You did it, Jay. You distracted <laughs> him. But at what cost? Did the ultimate sacrifice at what cost? <laughs> and oh my goodness, this is the first time that like you know, you get a bru you get a bruise as a kid. It's just it's just purple. Like that that's your skin just turns darker. Yeah. But people say people like will tell stories and they'll say like, Yeah, I was bruised up, it was like all different colors. Yeah. And like what do you what do you mean? It just gets dark. This was like I was I was wearing the pride flag on oh my <laughs> the area down crazy. there. Crazy. And so yeah, to to kind of sum up a story. A pride parade. That would, a, that would be a sign at a pride parade, man. A ten, a ten year old like, boy's right. penis. <laughs> All right, you made it so uncomfortable. That's what you said, dude. To kind of sum up a a, a very trivial story. <laughs> um, yeah, this this trivial. guy was just this this guy just kind of really showed me his true colors by giving me. Some true colors. Did he? <laughs> you had that whole thing up from the beginning. That's the reason you decided to tell the story. I thought Just, about that. What happened to this guy? Like Obviously, you were a really young kid. You probably weren't like, I'm going to get this man fired. How long were you on the tables or whatever? I, I, I must have laid there until my dad picked me up. This is maybe about 4.30 and my dad came pick me up at 6. So I think I was just like laying there. And you didn't uh, tell him what happened? through waves of pain. Um, I... I, you know what? I think he, he's the one who told the... St- he, like, the, the the boss came out and was like, oh my gosh, what happened? And uh, I think he told the story. Your dad? Oh. No, no, no. Um, the dude. The dude. So he story. got to be the one to be like, yeah, he just came up behind he just, me. I didn't see him. He just jumped on my knee. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> so I was so mad that this guy got away with it. I'm, yeah, he did. He, I want to know he was, where he, he is continued now. to be there until I stopped going. You know, if there is ever a reason why I can't have kids. Like, like if it just turns out, you know, obviously I'm not trying anytime soon. If sometime in my life I decide I want kids and, it, and it, the doctor tells me I can't because something happened in my life, this is why. So, so, thank, yeah, you, so thank you for that. Yeah, I, I, I needed to get that out because... Um, it's been haunting you for the last part of a decade. And you uh, want us to do something about it. Yeah. So um, meet and greet at this guy's house. Uh. <laughs> have to tell us today i have a few options i almost died at work once <laughs> and then uh, i can tell you the story that my family has dubbed the christmas eve massacre or the classic voodoo curse story voodoo curse i vote for voodoo curse all right so i'm not telling any of those stories but uh, oh, I'm really glad that you guys. It's not. It's I none hate of those. This dude, it's so none of those. much. You can't hoard these stories. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm I just don't care. care. <laughs> I don't care. What will make you care, Caleb? A curse. <laughs> I just want to give a few details about my uh, high school life. Now, in high school, I, my mom taught at my high school, which was really interesting, and I was part of a program that. You know, I was in it for all four years. We started out with 300 kids in the program. We ended with 80 kids in the program. I met one of my best friends. His name is Zach. Shouts out, Zach. Um, Shouts out, Zach. <laughs> Shouts out, Shout Zach. out, Zach. Any friend of Kagan is a friend of mine. And there we go. Zach has one extra friend, Caleb. So Zach has one extra friend. <laughs> <laughs> 
And every Wednesday, I would go to his house and I'd watch a TV show that was on every Wednesday. I lived 20 minutes away from the school. It was cool. Like, I really liked the idea of staying in town to, yeah. <laughs> to be able to, like, not have to wake up so early to go to school the next day. One Wednesday, I go over, we watch our TV show, we hang out, we go to bed, wake up in the morning, and I'm, like, ready to go. I go out when Zach's finally done to start my car, and my car isn't in the place that I left it, and I was like, gosh dang it, like, we don't have time for jokes and pranks. So I go to Zach, and I'm like, hey, where's my car? Like, we have to go. And he's like, what are you talking about? Oh, and I no. say, where's my car? We have oh, to go, like, this no, isn't a joke. Going. And so, <laughs> and so I stare at the spot, and he finally comes out to check it out, and his eyes get really wide, and I'm thinking, maybe he didn't move my car. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes straight in, and he's like, Kagan, I didn't move your car. Dad, we need a ride to school. And he's freaking out, and I'm like, there's no way that my car was stolen. I'm just an idiot. So I just went out to the street, and I was like looking up and down the street. And was Man, like, that is some complete disbelief. Like, must right there, must you're just like, I must be an idiot. I, yeah. I thought I left the doors open, and someone had thought it was theirs, and moved everything, but someone decided to steal my car. The car was gone. It was a 97... Wow, I called it a Dodge Gal, uh, Garbage on Wheels. But now I, now I can't actually remember what it was. Dodge gal. Why would someone take this? I don't understand. We end up going to school. Thank goodness his dad was there because we would have been late if we didn't get a ride from him. It must have been the worst day of class. Or it, worst day of school. You're yeah, just, you just gotta sit there like, is my car actually gone? My car's in limbo. So I go into my mom's class at the beginning of school. Zach is feeling it. He is blaming himself completely. It's not his Aww. fault at all that bad people exist in the world. But Unless what? he stole the car. Well, uh, maybe the guilt's getting to him. What? So, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I should be clear about that. Zach didn't steal the car. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe something comes up later that's like, oh. So, we tell my mom. And my mom spends so much time trying to calm him down and let him know that she realizes it's not his fault. <laughs> And she's really cool, and she says, Kagan, I'm going to file a police report, and I'll let you know what happens. So I go to class, and I just live my life like, hey guys, guess what? My car was stolen this morning. No one believes me. My mom had some of my friends in her class. It was, you know, like 100 students at this point. Yeah. So word traveled, and I was just the guy who got his car stolen. After second hour, we had this re- it was recess. My Spanish teacher had actually said, Kagan, you're in trouble, you're staying during this. But she <laughs> tells me to stay, and then during the time a security guard comes into her class and says, is Kagan here? <laughs> and she's like, yes, that's him. And he says, I, your mom needs you for something. And I said, oh, okay, can I go? <laughs> so I leave, I go to my mom's room, and an important fact to know, just to really set the vibe for what the heck was going on in my mom's classroom, is that she was teaching The Great Gatsby. She was reading the book with her oh, classes. Love that story. So were two other teachers, and every year they taught this together, they had something called the Gatsby Gala, and it's where three classrooms that were right next to each other just opened their doors, and they had a three-classroom-wide party. Yes. Wow. Everyone time. brought a bunch of food and That's dressed it. in period clothing. So my mom's dressed in period clothing um, with, like, 
just it was insane just to see her dressed like that a bunch of students were dressed like that there's people walking around everywhere no one's learning anything and these cops are just sitting next to my mom's desk waiting for me to show <laughs> I'm in the middle I'm giving a statement I at 16 was giving my first statement to the police okay uh, let's you don't gotta lie to this go ahead first statement <laughs> first statement right, so I was giving my 14th statement to the police <laughs> So I'm telling them everything. They're asking very good questions. It's like they do this for a living. My mom's kind of half paying attention, half not. And I finished giving my statement to the police and I moved on to my third period class. So I was just waiting for updates and I had made it all the way to my sixth hour. I was practically a celebrity. Felt pretty good. All I know is I didn't even have to tell anyone after second period. They all knew because it was a hundred kids. Oh no. The news traveled very quickly. It had died down. I was finally just just being a student again. And every single day in my sixth hour at 2.30, I got up and I went to the bathroom in air quotes. I just wanted to leave. I don't didn't want to be in history anymore. My teacher was dope, but I just didn't want to be sitting there the whole hour. So like clockwork every day, I would get up at 2.30. And this day in particular, I got up and I was halfway up out of my seat and my teacher's like, Kagan, maybe you want to stay for a little bit. <laughs> and I said, all right, fair. <laughs> so I sat back down. And he had said, like, maybe you want to stay for a little bit. This part's important, and then you can leave. It's not like he was a jerk about it. He just knew that I wasn't yeah. getting up to actually go to the bathroom. And <laughs> as soon as he does that, I kid you not, you guys, as soon as he does that, he starts talking, and the SRO, the stationed police officer, no. pokes his head in the door and says, is there a Kagan guy here? <laughs> And round two and I'm inevitable <laughs> <laughs> and I look at the SRO and I look at the teacher and I'm just kind of like wide eyed like my face said so what are we going to do about this <laughs> and the teacher like slacks his jaw a little bit like this is unbelievable because it was and he looks at the SRO and he looks at me and he says yeah he's right there but you might want to take him to the bathroom before you go wherever you're going. Oh, <laughs> this is a great teacher. Dude. He was awesome. Man. Shouts out Mr. Buck. But um, he That's witty so, as hell. Yeah. He was he was a funny dude. So he in one of his classes actually, so he was hilarious. And I was a class clown, yeah. yeah. But from a, a young age I kinda knew when there was a lull and I could say something without totally disrupting the entire class. Yeah. And there was one point that he was nominated for, like, uh, History Teacher of the Year, or the state, like, wow, for Arizona. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and so someone was in the room, like, random dude recording one of his classes so they could put it on a video. So it was just guy just, and he, the camera's kind of pointed, I'm very in frame. Yeah. And so I'm just sitting there, and I'm trying not to turn around and talk and all that kind of stuff, because he can prove that I don't listen. Like I said, I had these teachers for a few years, and... A year, a year earlier, he had told us about the law of solitary neglect. I still know this, Mr. Buck. I pay attention. He said it was... But when, he only knows half of it because he left. To go to the bathroom? <laughs> At 2.30. Oh. Uh, he talked about how the British wouldn't stop every, like, American ship that was going through the waters, like, for contraband and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Because yeah. it takes too much time, and it's better to let little stuff go than to... And focus on the big stuff than to get bogged down. Okay. You know, stopping every ship and then losing the big ones. And he applied it 
the same way, like, you can go maybe five miles above the speed limit and still yeah. kind of get away with it. Yeah. And this was a year before. And so he starts talking about something, and I say, oh, Mr. Buck, is that, like, the law of solitary neglect? And I raised my hand. I was a very proper student. And he looks at me very surprised. And he's like, yeah, it's actually kind of similar. Good job, Kagan. Wins the award. <laughs> Wins the award. <laughs> All because of you. <laughs> so he's like, good job, Kagan. And I'm like, yeah, Mr. Buck, no worries. I learned it from my awesome history teacher last year. <laughs> and I look straight to the camera and I say, and his name was Mr. Buck. <laughs> dude, I love that. <laughs> and the dude, the class started laughing, and then the dude is laughing and he looks at me and he's like, dude, there's no audio on this camera. <laughs> So it's just me raising my hand, asking a question, and then looking at the camera and saying something else, and there's no audio. And I wish so bad. What's the point of this? (laughs) Yeah, what what kind of information are they trying to gather from it? Is it just stock footage for some presentation? Something like that. So they can. I love the idea of just a big fancy gala or something like that, and then there's just they're showing stock footage from all these classrooms, and then there's just you on the screen going. There's no... Anyways, the car. The car. So, the S- I go out, and the SRO is like, do you really need to go to the bathroom? And I was like, no, I'm good. What's up? <laughs> and he says... I, he has a radio. Like, he's a cop. He's just stationed. Instead of being in a vehicle or whatever, he's just at the school. So, he's like, I heard some chatter on the radio. It looks like they found your car. So, oh. I wanted to talk to you. I have a few questions for you, and your mom needs to be there. And so, we go over to her classroom, and there's no students in it at this point. And he says, I have to ask you these questions. And I said, okay. And he says, did you have a industrial-sized trash bags in your car? And I say, no. Why would I have that? And he says, did <laughs> no, you I'm have... 16 years old. Why would I have that? <laughs> did you have a set of golf clubs in your car? And I said, no. Why would I have that? <laughs> and he said, did you have a bandsaw or any power tools in your car? <laughs> and I said... I'm going to tell you what I did have in the car. And then the cop was like, shut up. I'm literally just doing my job. And I said, I'm going to tell you what I did have in the car because I think it's going to be a lot shorter list. I have a football in the back and there's no point in me trying to explain, but I had a full bag full of like 64 QT cup lids. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I said, those are the (laughs) story next time. Uh I said, those are the things I had. And he's, Got this real surprised look on his face, and he says, okay, um, you need to get down to where they have your car. They said that they have some questions for you as well. And I said, sounds good. So me and my mom leave the school. We go down to this. If you get to keep this bag of golf clubs in there, I'm psyched. <laughs> we go down Worth. to this, this <laughs> random house that was kind of like it wasn't being used. It was like for rent and all this stuff. And we talk to the cops, and there's a carport there, so enough for two cars to just sit there comfortably. And it is filled to the brim. Everything was laid out very neat, but there was no open space, and it was just a bunch of stuff. And they said it was in my car. All of it was in my car. What? <laughs> At the very front of it is a trash bag. Well, it's a, it's like a... Like a Walmart bag, with like a grocery bag. Dismembered human the body. QT lids. So the same thing. And also my football. So I took those and I said, these they, I walked up and they were like, what is yours? And I said, these are mine. And the rest of it I don't know about. All these 64 QT couplets. <laughs> don't ask. I will take them home with me. Thank you. 
shut up. <laughs> it's, there's no point next He wasn't upset about losing the car. He just was really worried about his QT couplings. No, I was worried about something else that was in the car. A lot more, but I'll get to that in a second. They said, okay, cool. This is yours. Have fun with it. Blah, blah, blah. I get into my car, or I put it in my car, and it's running. And I was like, what's going on? And they said, oh, we didn't want to turn it off because we didn't know if we could turn it back on again. So you just oh. need to go straight to a gas station. And I said, okay, um, what do I do at the gas station? Because I have to turn it off at a pump, right? And he said, you should be fine. A cop was like, <laughs> you got it. Like, don't once worry you, about you it. Once you're out of our it's <laughs> no longer our responsibility. I'll pick up your body Please later. get out of my sight. <laughs> yeah. So will before... see you on the back nine. These are mine. You didn't want them. <laughs> I had a few questions, but I was very, like, crunched for time. But they still explained all this to my mom somehow. Yeah. And also they said, there's fingerprint dust on the back. It'll eventually come off, but do not get it wet or it will never, ever come off. I lived in Mesa, Arizona. It did not rain for the next couple days. This fingerprint stuff never came off my car. You guys are liars, all right? <laughs> what they told my mom is, apparently this guy had come across my car. I did lock it. I'm not dumb. It just happens to be a fact that you can steal an entire 97 Dodge Gal with one screwdriver. So <laughs> he shoved the screwdriver in the door, busted the lock by turning it after that, opened the door, busted off the steering column, hot broke wire, off dude. half the ignition. No, he didn't hot wire. He's not that smart. Broke off half the ignition, shoved his screwdriver into the part that he just broke, and then turned it on that way. Sounds all smart enough to me. Yeah, I guess. But So he then stole it and went on a stealing spree. He just broke wow. into like a bunch of garages. They weren't even his golf clubs. No, they weren't even his golf clubs. That's so he broke into a bunch of garages and stole everything he could that would fit in the car. I got back in my car and there's scratches everywhere on the roof because he filled it to the brim. That's incredible. I don't like you guys giving him. <laughs> <laughs> he stole from me. <laughs> I need mean, you guys to people. support Fine. me There's... and make fun of this man. <laughs> so he did that, and Why the way they caught him. Smart? What? Why can't you be this smart? Like, as smart as this guy? Because I didn't go to, really be on top. Because I didn't go to jail and learn from other people. He goes and he's stealing a bunch of stuff. We put out the the report, and they start looking for my car, and. A cop sees him at a McDonald's drive-thru, and he notices the cop see him and speeds off, and the apparently, and don't use this for nefarious purposes, but they will not do a car chase in Mesa, Arizona. It is not allowed. A cop is never allowed to engage in a car chase. Good to know. Ever. Good to know. And so they somehow keep track of him just by having squad cars and stuff. Strategic areas and radioing when they see him. And I like to be a point out you way. totally taught like people how to like steal a car. Like you give a step by step instruction guide on how he stole you. Only do it. In and you told them they won't do a car chase. Like you're really just setting there's people on, up to be. There's <laughs> only good people listening to this. Uh, Exclusively good people. Even if you don't think it, you are. You have it in you. Except I doubt it because Anthony listens to this. So they track him down and he realizes that there are cops around and so he pulls into this house and then he hops into the backyard of this abandoned like for rent house yeah he sees the cops pull up so he jumps over another wall and sprints into an apartment complex he doesn't live in this apartment complex i know that because he walked into a house started trying on clothes and the owner of the house comes home 
<laughs> and sees someone trying to trying on her husband's clothes and screams and runs away. And she goes to the cops on the other side of the street. She's like, there's someone in my house. There's someone in my house. And he barricades the door shut and SWAT is called to get him out of the house. This is incredible. <laughs> wow, this escalated. Yeah. So they catch him. And by the way, he was at McDonald's with what I assume was my money because I had about $30 worth of change in my car. Because I was just getting, I was just putting change in there constantly it's all the time. a lot of spicy chickens. And he left all of the pennies in there because he's garbage. All right. <laughs> and so. You can even take the pennies off your hands. That's what I'm saying. He goes to jail, they get my car, and I fix the ignition at some point. I'll be honest, my mom did. I probably had nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a letter some weeks later that says we caught the guy his name is Jesse Zachariah Robles and he was going to be slowly paying us back for the damages to my vehicle yeah I'm sure he is I'm sure he well he did he paid however much money cause he yeah, this was his legally had to this was his third strike so he was going to be in jail for a while or prison yeah. or whoever third strikes work and you're out yeah, <laughs> you're, you're definitely out of society. <laughs> oh, I thought it was jail. Like, you just get out of jail. You're like, oh, this is your third time in jail? Well, get out of well, here, you. they catch you doing something bad in jail. They're like, oh, this is the third time. I guess you're out of here. <laughs> Go on home. But we got letters updating us about him for a while. and uh, So weird. <laughs> he's a dirty, rotten thief. And, yeah. Um, but a smart one. Shut up. Yeah, but <laughs> the steering column was always broken we never got that fixed because it was like it's aesthetic i'm not my mom was like i'm not paying to get that fixed it's completely aesthetic for a very old vehicle that is supposed to be a junker anyway so good luck and it became an issue i do want to say before i say this story shouts out to mesa pd and mesa swat they killed the... I think it was AJ Swat. They killed him. They oh killed him so hard. They killed him. Uh, they killed... That's why I never got the money back. Because uh, he's super the game. Dead. They killed the game. <laughs> the finding the car game. They destroyed it. It didn't even exist. We're having a funeral for the finding the car game a little bit later. Because it's dead. But uh, they did a great job. Found my car in like... If I filed a report in second period and they found it by sixth period, that's like five hours. <laughs> That they were like, all right, we're going to find a car. And then they just did. It was dope. So, oh, shouts out to them. Also, maybe a little less them, but I got pulled over some years later, some year later, and the, <laughs> the car story is over, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I got pulled over some year later. I have, I don't think I've ever been profiled or anything, but this was just a weird interaction with police officers. I was pulled over for what I thought was nothing because I was very confused. I got pulled over after a stoplight after it turned green and it was an undercover car and two uniformed police officers come to either side of my car. One of them immediately with a flashlight is looking through my car and I'm so distracted by him that the officer has to knock on my window to get me to roll it down. And I was like, bad, bad start. Not a good start. (laughs) So I talked to him for a while. He's got the the usual, like (laughs) the hand on the, just sitting there on the whole (laughs) He's asking me questions and he hasn't told me why I've been pulled over yet, so I eventually said, "Is can I know why I was pulled over? And he said, oh, your license plate light is out. And at the time, I did not even know that that was a thing. So <laughs> I, would, I was thinking in my head, 
you're a punk. You're shining your lights on my license plate. I know that you can see it. That's how license plates work. <laughs> They're very reflective. So I was just upset at this point and probably stopped being as respectful as I could. Granted, I'm 17, so cut me a little slack. He keeps asking me questions after the license plate thing. So yeah. I knew what had happened, and I expected either a ticket or a warning or not a ticket. Yeah. And he keeps asking me questions like, Hey, do you have any drugs in the vehicle we need to know about? And I said, No. And then he says, Do you have any weapons or anything else? And I said, No, while I was also staring at his boy going through my car. And it's, my car was clean. You could see every aspect of my car. Yeah. From the, with a flashlight and yeah. looking at it so I was thinking in my head well, your boy seems to be able to answer these questions just fine but no yeah. I don't have anything and he keeps talking to me a little bit he looks at my steering column he says what's going on here and I was annoyed and I wasn't really thinking and I was like this car was stolen and I said it just like that you <laughs> this car it, was stolen I was stolen. about to be all on your side I'm like you know what cops shouldn't have the right to be harsher on people just because they're disrespectful <laughs> but you're an idiot well I just wasn't thinking and I mumbled or whatever so it, it may have sounded like this car is stolen I only think that because he seemed to tense up a little bit and like look at me try to look at me directly in the eye and I was just looking at my steering wheel like Leaning back, all <laughs> you're, like, you're like so. You're like so caught up in that story. You like put your hat down. You're like, oh, yeah, this car is stolen. <laughs> and so, he, he, before he overreacts, he's like, "Excuse me," and I say, "Oh no, no, no! <laughs> this car was stolen, but you guys got it back." <laughs> I was like, Thanks for that. Appreciate it, Chris. <laughs> but I was just, I was just saying, no, it was stolen, and I just never got this fixed, and I explained it. And he suggested I get that fixed too. Thanks, guy. Appreciate it. But you know, just, you know, I can really relate to like that car stealing story, uh, because uh, my brother's, well, my stepbrother was a professional car radio thief. Well, there you go. We had our car radio stolen. <laughs> it went to jail for years <laughs> for car radios. Yeah, that's not going to do you well. Car radio gets stolen. <laughs> he stole yeah. a lot. I, my brother stole Jay's radio. We had, we had dogs at the window trying to, like, warn us in the middle of the night. And we're like, shut up, dog. I'm trying to get some shut-eye. Next morning, come out. And the dogs are just sitting there saying, like, we told you. I, we told you. Bark, you bark. Fool. Bark, bark, bark. Right. You know, that was a really interesting story. But not quite as interesting as the voodoo story, which you can find out more about if you keep tuning in. Next, next story time. Uh, Kagan guarantees you will talk about hey. the voodoo and the voodoo story will do, uh, it will do a great job of distracting you from uh, breathing manually. Oh, still breathing there? <laughs> Has it become automatic yet? It's, it's still manual. <laughs> Maybe you should tune back in and listen to it. It's not one, one of my best riffs. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys all for watching and uh, yeah, watching the soundbar move. <laughs> Peace on, guys. Ha, ha, ha.